The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line podcast network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. Come, it is a privilege to speak with you on this Wednesday, the 10th day of August, and we are here and ready to go. If you have something you want to say, if it's a complaint, you have to send it to us through the post office. Anything else? burden the post office? Trying to keep them in business. Oh, okay. Yeah, there'll be a few. If you, uh, have we gotten any yet? You checked the mail. No, I don't. I don't even have a key to the mailbox. Oh, you just open it and reach your hand in there. That's... I like to follow the rules to a certain extent. It's our mailbox. Who cares? Okay. There's no rules here. <laughs> so no complaints have arrived yet. Not yet. Snail no, no, no. Well, then I guess we're doing a solid job. Or the complainers have given up on us. <laughs> it's like, well, it's a lost <laughs> we cause. Just, we wore yeah. them down. That's right. Okay. Any other uh, comments? 866 285 Four zero zero five. That's how you can uh, be a part of this. I have some television to review coming up here in about twenty minutes or so from last night. So okay. some great, great television last night. Okay, the, I, I think we have. Uh, if we have learned nothing, when you say great, we we throw around the word great way too much. I, that is an opinion. Um, I but, am. Uh, I'm very excited. Am I aware of this great yeah. television? Well, some of it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll get into all of this. We've got a um a day off for Arkansas football. Mm-hmm. So they're not out there today. They're gonna put pads on tomorrow, I presume, or something like that. They gotta be getting close if uh I'm sure it'll be uh shoulder pads and shorts. You don't want to hit too much you know, too early. You know they look like an SEC team. That's what I was told. <laughs> so that's good. Twice. Yeah. The um that's going on. The basketball team is um, off today, and they're playing tomorrow in, mm-hmm. in Spain for the second game of this uh, European tour. And I found somebody uh, offered up on one of the message boards a bootleg replay of the game. Like they found, they've got the game on this back alley streaming mm-hmm. site with a bunch of Razorback stuff on there. As I look, scrolled down, and they've got the whole game on there. So if you can find that, and you want to see it, and you don't want to give Flow Sports your your credit card information, and who can blame you? I no, that it, does not seem like something you want to do. I'd rather have the IRS have it than Flow Sports. No, oh, yeah, the IRS is an honorable, incredibly honorable. Uh, no honor thing. among thieves. Okay, <laughs> something like that. 
I did not call the IRS thieves. No. no. I did. Yes, you did. And my name is Ty Richardson. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So we got plenty to do here uh, on this uh, day. They've got a new um, way to watch the game at uh, Starkville. I was just looking at before we got on the uh, air. You know, they most places those sides of the upper deck, those corners, those are the seats that move the least. So somebody in Starkville got an idea. What if we do something with that? So they're calling them the balconies. And you are allowed to bring your own stuff. Coolers, mini fridges, there's power up there, whatnot. You can basically bring your tailgate in the stadium to the balconies at Davis Wade Stadium starting this season. I don't want to stereotype people from Mississippi, but wouldn't, if you were going to test this somewhere, maybe you test it at a place like Stanford. (laughs) Before we turn... The people of Mississippi, well, let's be honest, they've got some stereotypes before we turn this into a tractor pull in the upper deck. <laughs> That's right. That's what it is. I feel like it's going to be shirts and skins up there, and the guys will be wearing the shirts. Just my thoughts. Davis Wade is a, um, uh, how do I put this nicely, an eclectic group of people. It stinks. It stinks. So um, the you can bring your favorite beverages and food items. You can also cater using MSU's premium caterers at an additional cost, but it's not required. And you have a limited number of prepackaged bags of ice just steps away from your balcony. And there are electric outlets. You want to bring your own (laughs) private refrigerator? I hope. See, all it says here is bring your own private refrigerator. Mm -hmm. I hope someone shows up with one of those industrial side-by-sides up there. And they there's a the, real the big freeze up yeah, there. Right. Yeah. You know what's going to happen is somebody's going to – now, are they selling, selling like indi- a limited number yes. of seats? Okay. Yeah. Somebody's going to like purchase four or five of those, and they're going to – you know, ESPN's going to be there like in mid-October. Auburn's going to be in town, and they're going to pan to the balcony, and somebody's going to be up there <laughs> enjoying right. the sounds of intimacy. That's right. That yes. is what's going That's to right. happen at Mississippi State. That's right. With the uh, They're going to be enjoying it by the light of their Thermo King industrial <laughs> refrigerator that's up yeah, if there. If you've ever been to, like, Talladega <laughs> Turn 3, that's what I'm imagining this. It doesn't say grills are allowed, but somebody's going to sneak in one of those little tiny charcoal grills and have a fire going up there, don't you think? Right? Oh, yeah. Someone's yeah, going to smuggle in a grill. Start a fire. They're going to have brats going or something there. I mean, it's this is Gomorrah that they are sanctioning in, in the upper level of Davis Wade Stadium now. This is what this Again, is. Maybe we pick up Vanderbilt. <laughs> Vanderbilt. Start there. Just, just Your stadium has to have an upper level. Well, I don't think they have one. You've got to beta test this somewhere. And Davis Wade Stadium in the state of Mississippi, no offense to the fine people of Mississippi, but we can do better. I love the idea of, you know, this is kind of dead space in our stadium. What can we do here? You know, they tried this on the south end zone roof during Bielema. They put couches up there and high-top tables, and it was supposed to be like this club. If you can't sell it, just put a tarp over it, (laughs) like the Raiders do or the A's. Do you do not under any circumstances want the so, you don't want the visual of two people probably related enjoying the, the sounds of intimacy. They think with this. Uh, Bring your own private refrigerator. They think, oh, they'll bring in one of these college fridges. Someone is bringing a Whirlpool side-by-side up there. I promise you. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to be lugging their green egg in there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is going to happen. They're going to pan. There's 
There's an LG. How many fights are going to start up there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody's getting well, tossed off the balcony. Plus, you're bringing your own stuff. Uh, it says here, you can bring your favorite beverages. Somebody's bringing a gla- glass bottles of booze, sure. and they're going to end up on the field somebody, or, or in the lower level. Somebody eventually is going to have you know, to relieve themselves. It's going to be a no. This know, is a bad idea. You get a you get the wrong pass interference call against Mississippi State, and all of a sudden we got Jack Daniels bottles on the field, and, and then we got a whole situation there. Jack so. Daniels, the official drink of the state That's of Mississippi. I think I don't know what they drink down there, but this uh, yes, the bring your own cool. They have. They're trying to do the college baseball thing with college football. And I don't know if that's such a great this idea. This is a float trip, Because man. people care this, far more about football than they do this college is, baseball. This is, a, this is a summertime float trip. This is going so, to be – there will be bad things that will happen there. You are igniting – you are you – are, you've got the powder keg there. And you've just handed out a bunch of matches. So it is – I don't know how this is going to go. Oh, I do. They start out. Uh, or I don't know how long this is. Let me rephrase that. You know, we're live here. I don't have well, a chance to. What's edit. that thing they do down in Daytona or Florida where all the monster trucks get together in the the mud pit? And it's <laughs> I forget what it's called, but that's what I'm envisioning. It's gonna be like Woodstock in '99. No, that was terrible. Well, was, guess what? No. It's gonna happen every other Saturday in uh, Starkville, Mississippi. Yeah. They've got uh, the home opener against Memphis September 3rd, so that'll be the first time this will be on display, and someone will be up there, um, he in and she in, and someone's going to have a full-size Whirlpool side-by-side up there with their drinks who's, in it. That's what's going to happen. Who's bringing the Josh Rosen hot tub? That's right. Oh, oh, you yes, know that will happened. be an inflatable hot tub. Oh, Absolutely. No, there will be a lot of inflatables up there, I promise you that. <laughs> Not just hot tubs. JT says Jack Daniels is way too expensive for Mississippi. All right, fine. We, you know what we're talking about. It may be homebrew. They may bring their own uh, stuff. Hey, bathtub gin. Why That's not? Right. Someone's going to have a bathtub up there. Oh, are they going to bring in a still? Oh, please. Oh. <laughs> if you buy season tickets to the balcony, I think you should be able to put your own still in. The, I think that's a that's a great idea. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Well, uh, we are joined now by our first Arkansas sports media member since late May here on the program. I think he was also our last one to be here. It was <laughs> you or Dudley. Uh, but Andrew Hutchinson risking great damage to his career by uh, joining us here on Ruskin & Zach today. And Hutch now, of course, uh, writing with uh, bestofarkansasports.com. Hutch, it's good to talk to you, and I hope that your uh, access is not damaged by uh, this appearance with Ruskin and Zach today. I guess we'll find out tomorrow when I try to show up at practice. <laughs> if you are thrown out, that's my fault, and I, uh, and I want to apologize uh, in advance for that. So, um, what... Have, have we had any big takeaways for the first five days out there? 
I mean, it, to be honest, it's hard to really have very many big takeaways when they haven't even gone in full pads yet. The, the first full pads practice is actually tomorrow. Saturday is the first scrimmage. I think Saturday is probably the, the biggest day yet of camp as far as, you know, things to actually glean from camp. Of course, uh, that is completely close to the media, so we'll be having to rely on Sam Pittman and some players that we talked to after the scrimmage uh, for where we learn from that. But, I mean, from the first five days, I mean, it's kind of just been, you know, seeing what guys look like, you know, physically. Like, we can go out there and look at Trey Knox and go, okay, that guy looks like an SEC tight end now that he's, you know, put on a bunch more weight, you know, from last year. Uh, you can look at the kind of some depth chart stuff. I've actually got a, a depth chart that we're going to publish first thing tomorrow morning uh, that kind of looks at where things stand, you know, the offensive line, uh, the wide receivers, uh, the defensive backs, you know, some, some positions that maybe there's some question marks as to how it's exactly it's going to look. Uh, but, again, it's through, three, it's through five practices where we've been able to see about 15 to 20 minutes of practice. So, uh, not a whole lot, but but it is you know some football, and you can really kind of start to feel the, the football in the air as we're about uh, three and a half weeks away from the first game. Compare last year at this time to this year, where last year I think they were hoping to be good. Now they know they're good, and they they're aiming to take that next step. What's the vibe like over there? I think they're confident, and I also think that it helps that a lot of the guys are back from last year. I mean, yeah, you do lose the Traylon Burks, you do lose. Myron Cunningham and Grant Morgan and some other guys, but really a lot of the guys are back. You know, KJ Jefferson back is is back as a starting quarterback, and so the guys kind of know what to expect from practice. And I think that's going to help expand the playbook from a you know an offensive and defensive perspective. Um, so I, I feel like they've just got confidence and they've got a just kind of a, a, a have background to fall on that that they have that experience and it's not a not as many question marks so i think that's kind of the biggest difference between last year and this year at this time talking with andrew hutchinson best of arkansas sports.com with us here i saw some of the clips yesterday and the wide receivers seem like um hazelwood i think in particular was kind of like annoyed talking about trailing burke still it's like Basically, the the gist of the comments like you know we're really good too. By the way, you know, yeah, I I got I got that vibe too. I mean, Jaden Hayes was the guy that he's out to prove that you know the recruiting rankings weren't wrong about him. I mean, he was a four star recruit or a five star recruit, number four overall in his class, and that was the same class as Traylon Burks and. I don't know if anybody's going to sit here and say that Hazelwood's going to be as good or better than, than Burks, but I think he and, and the other guys, Keetron Jackson, Warren Thompson, uh, all these guys that are on campus. I mean, Matt Landers is a guy that's kind of stood out, you know, so far through five practices. He's a, a lot faster than you maybe would expect for a tall guy. So uh, I, I think they've got a lot of depth at the wide receiver spot, maybe more depth than they had last year, even if they don't have that Traylon Burks uh, kind of number one guy, and maybe that's a good thing. And I think that's kind of how the receivers view it, and they're out to kind of make their own name for themselves. They don't want to just be remembered as the guys that played with Burks last year or the guys that came after Burks. They want to be uh, the guys that, hey, we, we helped K.J. Jefferson get into the Heisman conversation or we helped Arkansas take that next step and get to 10 wins. So that's kind of how I see the wide receiver group. We are very quick after watching – 
20 seconds of video to jump to conclusions. This player is going to be great. This is going to solve this problem. This is going to solve that problem. What is your chief concern going from today, August 10th, up to the opener against Cincinnati? Where do they have to get better and get better fast? I'm still looking at that defensive line. Uh, and I think the defensive line and the wide receiver group are the two uh, two positions I was really keying in on going into camp. And I've seen enough of the wide receivers through five practices that give me confidence that they're going to be okay. And I'm still waiting on that from the defensive line. And, you know, part of that is that, you know, some of the guys they're counting on are transfers that either weren't here in the spring, so like guys like Jordan Dominic, Terry Hampton, uh, Taylor Lewis, the Juco transfer or they were here and they just were hurt and really didn't get to do much in the spring like Lane and Jackson. And Lane and Jackson is the one I'm most excited to see what he could do with the LSU transfer. And those guys are all on the second or third team right now. But again, this is how it was last year. Last year, the second team defensive line for the first part of fall camp was Trey Williams, Mark LSC, and John Ridgeway. These guys that eventually, by the time the season rolled around, were the starting defensive line. Uh, so we just, and plus they're not in full pads yet. I, I mentioned that earlier, but I need to mention it again for a group like the defensive line. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm maybe most concerned about and most kind of interested to see how it evolves over the next three weeks going into the game week against Cincinnati. So full pads tomorrow, and uh, they'll start to, with the scrimmage work on Saturday, they'll start to iron out their depth chart. You mentioned the uh, best of Arkansas sports You'll have your depth chart, but they'll start to make a few decisions, it sounds like, after Saturday. Yeah, I mean, uh, we talked to Kenny Guyton, the wide receivers coach, after practice yesterday, and he said that exact, that exact thing. is He doesn't really want to, to start narrowing down the depth chart just yet. He wants to wait and see what they do in an actual game-like situation, which you know, the closest you're going to get to that in college football is, is a scrimmage, an inter-squad scrimmage. And so I, I think that's going to tell us a lot, you know, tell the coaches a lot, I should say. And, you know, these are the guys we can count on, you know, on Saturdays. These are guys that maybe need more development or these guys could play a little bit, but maybe they're not ready for, you know, the big time, you know, starting position. Sam Pittman seems to be very happy with Cade Fortin in the in the quarterback room, which has freed up Malik Hornsby to go and do the things that we heard he would do during the spring, which is go play some wide receiver, maybe some running back. You confident that if something were to happen to KJ – Cade Fortin can step in and make this thing go. The last time KJ didn't play was against A&M, and the offense sputtered. Yeah, I think Cade Fortin's a solid. I mean, considering he's a walk-on that they got out of the portal, I mean, this is a guy that started his career as a scholarship quarterback in North Carolina, so he's not your average walk-on, for one. Um, but honestly, i, I got to say, don't sleep on Malik Hornsby, because he's a guy that I was really concerned about as like, oh gosh, it's if KJ does get hurt, is he going to be the guy? Because, I mean, as you said, it didn't exactly go well uh, in the, the Texas A&M game. I don't even think it really went particularly well when he played in the second half of the UAPB game. And so I, I was a little bit concerned, but, again, this was just a five-minute section of practice in one practice. But on Sunday, I was really impressed by what I saw with uh, Malik throwing the ball. Uh, he seems to be a lot more accurate and he seems to have more touch on his passes. That's something that Sam Pittman's talked about. And honestly, just look at Kendall Browse's history. I mean, they brought in the first year, they brought in Felipe Franks, and all he did was go break a 41-year-old single-season school record for completion percentage. 
And then K.J. Jefferson takes over last year, a guy that I personally and other people were concerned about his accuracy. He had struggled some in practices and stuff, but he goes out there and posts the second-best completion percentage in school history. And now you're seeing Malik Hornsby make some strides uh, with his accuracy. And so I'm just at this point wondering, I guess, I guess uh, Kendall Bryles kind of has some sort of magic dust that he sprinkles on his quarterbacks that just makes them better. And I think that that gives me confidence that if something was happening to KJ, they wouldn't be as good of a team because I think KJ is that good. But I don't think it would be a total disaster or train wreck. And I'm not 100% sure that it would just immediately go to Cade Fortin. Andrew Hutchinson, best of ArkansasSports.com is with us. That's another kind of um, back burner question is how long will this school keep the duo of Barry Odom and Kendall Bryles, who have been a really solid duo. You do have more TV money coming in future years to presumably add to the salary pool for assistant coaches. But there's also, and I wonder how the financial strain on the foundation, if there is one, because now not only can you donate to the foundation, but, oh, we've got all these other NIL places and you can put money there, and some people can't do both. And I'm just curious how that all manifests itself as we move through this crazy NIL era that we're in now. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, honestly, I didn't think we'd be seeing Barry Odom and Kendall Brow still here going into year three. I mean, that, that in and of itself is impressive. I think Arkansas, I can't remember the exact stats. There's only like six or eight power five teams out of 65 power five teams that have uh, a returning offensive and defensive coordinator for a third season right now. So uh, that is impressive just by itself. And and I'm at the point where I'm like, you know, I don't know it's all about money for Kendall Bryles and Barry Odom. I think they're kind of being patient and waiting for the best opportunity. I mean, I don't think we can, I think we can all agree that Barry Odom is probably going to get another head coaching job opportunity assuming the defense keeps getting better and better like we've seen the last two years. Uh, Kendall Bryles might eventually get a head coaching opportunity and want to leave and go pursue that. Um, But I think they really like working with Sam Pittman, so they're not just going to jump at the first opportunity where, say, like a Louisiana Monroe or something calls. Barry Odom's not just going to be like, oh, I'm going to take that because it's a head coaching job. He's going to be selective and try to pick a job that, he thinks is a good situation for him and his family, and um, and I, I, that's kind of how I see it more so than just the money aspect. Because I mean, they're both making seven figures now. Uh, you're gonna, you could maybe make a little bit more elsewhere, but it's not like you're getting paid pennies here at Arkansas. I want to get your take on this because I've been saying all along that you know defensively, I'm not worried so much about the talent level because I don't. I think they may have gotten better at a couple of positions, but the one thing that they're going to miss and miss a lot are those is that experience and that number of starts. You had guys last year at that second level, I mean, who who could react and they didn't have to think. This year, you're not going to have that communication's different. You don't have guys with as much playing experience, and I think there's going to be some growing pains uh, early on, especially because simply because of that, not because they're not more talented, but because of the communication and the lack of experience. I mean, I think Jalen Catalan being back is, is something that really helps with that defense. I mean, he's kind of the quarterback of the defense and uh, that's, that's, he's going to be kind of the steadying hand. Yeah. You're going to miss Monteric Brown. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, you know, not having Grant Morgan. I know that's not quite the back end of the defense, but it's right there in the middle of the defense. Another guy you could probably consider 
know, the quarterback of the defense. But I'm, I'm honestly not as worried about the linebackers because I have a lot of confidence in Bumper Pool and, and uh, Drew Sanders. But, yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely some younger guys and new guys that are back there, like you know, Latavius Brini, a, a transfer from Georgia. You know, he's a second-team safety right now, but I could easily see him working his way into a starting job by the season. But And he's an experienced guy. I, think he's like a, I want to say he's a sixth-year guy in college, but he's never played a, a snap in an Arkansas uniform. So uh, very going to be very interesting to see kind of how they all mesh back there because you're right, there's a lot of talent, uh, but it maybe it's talent that hasn't played in those particular spots. I mean, Miles Flusher is another guy. He's got quite a few snaps under his belt the last two years, but as a safety, and now he's looking like he's going to be your starting nickelback. So it's going to be interesting to see, interesting to see kind of how that secondary gets ironed out over the next few weeks. Andrew Hutchinson's with us from bestofarkansasports.com here on Ruskin and Zach. What do you make of a basketball? Should we just go ahead and book the Final Four trip now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It would be nice if everybody they play is, is like Valencia Selection or whatever they were called yesterday because uh, that was not a good team. But that said, Arkansas was still very impressive to, to do what they did. I mean, you, you still got to go out there and beat a team by 50 if you're going to do that. So, uh, saw, saw some things that got to get you excited. I mean, Nick Smith looks like he is very good at basketball. You know, that's, that's I know that's shocking to everybody, but... Yeah, you can't read too much into the final score and all the stats and things like that. I say that, but everyone should go to Best Sparksell Sports and check out the unofficial box score. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, uh, we Andrew put worked together, hard so. on that box score. I, I, I appreciate the uh, the collaborative effort on stats, but did anyone think to take a picture of the scorebook in in Spain and just like send that send out? it? <laughs> Well, you know, I don't know who was keeping scores. I noticed, you know, while watching the game, uh, Matt Zimmerman made the comment that they've got two people doing the job of what about 17 people would be doing at Bud Walton uh, Arena, running the scoreboard, okay. running the clock, and all that kind of stuff. It's an AAU so, game is what we're talking <laughs> right, about. Yes. Okay, I, I, got I don't it. know. If, if there were official stats taken, I would not put a lot of stock into it. Okay, I see. Uh, it's August the tenth. We're uh, we're in fall glamp. Uh, how many spreadsheets do you currently have? Oh, open? this is it. Yeah. Oh, let me uh, open up my computer here again. Uh, let's see. There's a basketball spreadsheet. Oh, and out of is, is that annoying to you? I mean, that's you know, kind of an outlier in the football spreadsheets. Yeah, I mean, it's annoying that I wish like fall camp wasn't going on, so I could put full effort into basketball. Uh, but yeah, now I've got a split <laughs> effort. Between basketball and football, so that's kind of challenging. August basketball is throwing off my OCD, yep. Hutch. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it really yeah, is. Yeah. So how, how many it's do we have open? Weird. So there's that one. I'm, I'm going to say three. Three that okay. are open right oh, now. Right. So. It's a light day. Well, they're off today. Well, yeah. They're off. Yeah, they're today. off today. Yeah. So they're not. They're not practicing. What'd you have for lunch? <laughs> uh, I had. I uh, went to Sonic. Okay. They got me some food from Sonic. So okay. Free nice. advertising there. Good. All right. Andrew Hutchinson. Risking his career <laughs> and he, he media be, access, he will be in Witsec by the to, end of the day. Uh, to uh, man, you may end up covering Arkansas Tech before it's over with. I hope it all works out. Thank you so much, Hutch, for uh, being on with us, and um, we'll uh, keep reading you on uh, bestofarkansasports.com. Yeah, sounds good, guys. Talk to y'all later. All right, Andrew Hutchinson with us here. 
at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core jewelry! Does anyone ever go to Odd Shark anymore? Oh boy. Odds Shark. Here we go. Does anyone ever go there? Yeah. Okay, it's a it's a weird uh, little uh, betting website there. And they predict scores for all the football games, college football. I assume pro football. I've never really looked at that. Okay. And we know, because we've seen this for many, many months now, or weeks. It's only been a few months. Many weeks. That Arkansas is a seven-point favorite over Cincinnati for the home opener. That's what we know. We've mm-hmm. seen that. Total is 52. All right, that's the... Uh, the un- un- uninformed call it the over-under. It's actually the total. Anyway, 52. So, Odd Shark has predicted the score. Now, I will I will uh, present this to you because I took a screenshot of it and I just looked at it in my phone the other day. Last year, Odd Shark predicted Arkansas would lose by one to Rice. How'd that, how'd that go? Uh, Arkansas won by many more than one. Okay, they won by Rice. 14, didn't they? They won uh, by 21. 21, okay. The spread was 20, and they were coverlicious at 21. Sorry. Look at there. That's why we love what Sam Pittman. What did you just say? Coverlicious. Don't ever do that 15-7-1 against the number. Coverlicious? Sam Pittman's making money for you out there. He's working for you in the spirit of Arkansas. So the predicted score is not a – it's not as reliable as the FPI. Let's put it that way. And we know how reliable the FPI is. Darby's more reliable than the FPI. So – but the predicted score, I just thought this is something that was curious, and I don't know what it means, if it means anything. But Odd Shark says the final score of the Cincinnati Texas or Cincinnati Arkansas game will be Cincinnati forty one, Arkansas twenty five. That's what they say. Now, some of these sites say that, you know, a little bit further into August they're gonna update all of their you know, forecasting mm-hmm. algorithms, and they'll have more intel. But doesn't it seem strange that a program with, on paper, I've seen this reported today, the most talented roster Arkansas's ever had, is going to lose a, the home opener to a Cincinnati team by sixteen by two touchdowns? That seems preposterous. Doesn't that seem strange? To anybody? The FBI says that Arkansas has a 60% chance to win the game. So a 40% chance that to lose Cincinnati the would uh, Then would, that would, they would are seven-point favorites. Yes. Does this seem odd to anybody? Like, are all these things just wrong? And Arkansas is just going to line up and just, you know, win 35-10? Like, what? Or is this going to be, as happens every football season, there is the thing that we all ignore that when it shows up in the season, we say, oh, that's the thing that we 
weren't paying attention but to what is training it? camp. Well, I don't know. Is it bad defense? Is it an offense that can't really move the ball all that great? What What, what is it? I don't know. Well, it's not the latter. They're going to move the ball just fine. I would think I would think they could just run it down these guys' throats. They were pretty good against the run last year. I would year. think. They they were pretty good. They had some NFL dudes last the, year. The thing that I, I looked into this a little uh, I did a little investigating into Phil Steele on this. And for now, granted, it's the American conference. That's not the SEC. We all understand that. But Cincinnati is thought to have the best offensive line in the American conference. Arkansas's D-line, not so good in the Southeastern Conference. So, obviously, people are saying, I think, in some of these forecasts, that Cincinnati's offensive line versus Arkansas's front defensively is going to be a very intriguing matchup. Maybe Cincinnati wins a few of those plays. Oh, every now and I, then. I, I, they got to the playoff last year. I mean, yeah, they're they're they've good. got four offensive linemen, or maybe five. all five, all five, all five offensive linemen plus, are back. plus their tight end. Where they are lacking is at the quarterback spot. I mean, they graduated probably the greatest quarterback in their school's history. Sure, uh, a running back who was an Alabama transfer and three wide receivers. So they graduated a ton at the skill spots. But yeah, I mean, if if they're circling one thing on opening day and saying, okay, we need to do this to win. It's going to be they're going to line up and they're going to run right at you. Arkansas has got questions all over the defense. Sure, that that makes sense. But I just I forty five what was it forty one twenty five? No chance, no chance. Arkansas is going to it's going to be a lot like last year's opener where it, they will just slowly pull away and at the end they will be they will win comfortably. They will cover whatever the spread is by game time and they'll get out of there with a win where you go well it was ugly at times but you know you got the win over a good team. Well, that's exactly what happened in the Rice game last year. This one will be a little bit bit different because it will be Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a good program. Rice is not. Hmm. Last year you had more questions. This year I think you know more about your team. That is an that that is a fascinating game within the game. Is how does Arkansas's defensive front, which we don't know if they're good or not because it's largely unproven. They could be great. They may be like goose duty through a tin horn. We don't know. We don't know till they play games. But to see how they hold up against the best group of five offensive line, that is intriguing. That maybe tells us a few things that either of, of what it'll be like or things that need to improve as they move into well, tougher there's also there's the also a couple of of unknowns with Cincinnati, and this is where I think Barry o, where having a guy like Barry Odom is going to help a ton. They have a brand new offensive coordinator, Gino Godoli, He's former. Uh, he was actually played for Brian Kelly uh, at quarterback. Mike Dembach, the guy who was the OC last year, he's down at LSU. That's a that's an unknown. Are they going to run the same stuff they ran last year? Do you have to burn all the tape from the last two years? You can't get your tendencies, all that stuff, and you basically play vanilla for a half and kind of figure out what they're doing. Or can you attack? That's going to be that's another question. You got to we don't know who's going to start a quarterback. They got a guy who transferred in plus a guy who was their third team quarterback last year. You don't know who's going to play. I the talent. Listen on paper again. You know Arkansas is the most talented football team in seventy five years. Um, but we're not playing the game on paper. We're playing it inside of people's uh, televisions in their living room, and. It 
looks like when the spread seven and your Arkansas at home expectations, people are excited about your program. I don't think you can do a lot of vanilla stuff and escape with a with a four point win and uh, and feel really great about the upcoming eleven games. Like I don't think to just like sleepwalk through this is going to be the uh, this isn't your normal opening game where oh okay well you know rice stinks we'll we'll do a little something something here and then it'll be and then we'll save and they're not gonna have to throw the whole playbook out there but like they're going to have to try to beat Cincinnati right absolutely they're I, gonna have to try I, like this is a, a, a C performance may not get it done you, you, no if you play your C game against that team no. Luke Fickle and his staff are excellent. They've recruited well. We're talking top 40 recruiting classes. They develop players extremely well. These are, the, I mean, this is a functional football team that just went to the playoff. They're full of confidence. They can't wait to get down here and play. I was watching some stuff on them uh, on their uh, on their, their websites. They cannot wait to get down here. They will be ready to go. This is a formidable opening opponent, probably the best opening opponent you've played in a while. And they will give you fits if you don't bring your A game. Here's the thing. Where Cincinnati is really good is the offensive line. Well, guess who, who's also pretty good on the offensive line? Arkansas is. Yes. Arkansas has got better backs. they got a better quarterback. they got a proven quarterback. Arkansas can do some things where, and this is a defense, this 3-3-5 or whatever, you know, they're going to run at them. It's a Big 12 defense. It's made to stop the spread. It's not made to stop a power running game. Arkansas is going to run right at them. And if they're not... You know, eight deep on the defensive line, Cincinnati's going to have problems. They've got smaller linebackers. These are not big thumpers like we see in the SEC. They're smaller guys meant to get out in space and cover. So they're going to run right at them. They're going to use their speed and their size, and they're just going to wear them down over time. May not be, you know, Cincinnati may lead at halftime, but you will wear them down. It's body blows. And that's what Arkansas is banking on. I will not. I'm not going to be on social media anyway during the games. I find it, a, it, it distracts me from actually paying attention to the game. I can't imagine going to Twitter if Arkansas is trailing at halftime to Cincinnati. It is going to be a tire fire. Why? Why? This is a team that last year was better than you. This is not, just because they're not a brand name. But as you have said many uh, times, nuance does not exist yeah, on the internet. Okay, that's, that's fair. And when you, have a, when you are expecting college game day on October 1st with your 4 at 0 you don't expect to be trailing in the opener at any. Look, you don't trail in the opener. The last game they played was in the college football playoff. You got Arkansas's got to meet them. Got to meet that intensity. If you don't, Cincinnati will make this really uncomfortable. You could be down at halftime, but again, it's a slow bleed. Arkansas. I mean, look, they may go out and win at fifty to nothing. I don't think that's going to happen. Cincinnati's too good for that. But if you're down at halftime, you know, 17-14, 20 to fourteen, something like that. But you know, no big deal. You got two. You got two more quarters to get it right. But I know what you're saying. I mean, people will be in in full meltdown mode. But this is this is a good opponent, a really good opponent, and they're an opponent nobody wants to play. I mean, it's a reason that they have only gotten one really big team, and they beat them last year on their schedule because nobody wants to play them. You don't think they want a shot in an SEC team? Thoughts on the opener? Eight six six two eight five. Four zero zero five. Last time Arkansas opened a, a, a season against a real team, uh, the COVID year, Georgia came in here 
They were good. 28-point dogs, and they lost by 27. So, hey, they covered. Hmm? A good Georgia team. They covered. Sam Pittman covering in his opener in 2020. You got to love that, folks. Uh, here's Derek from Centerton. It'll all start harmless like any other day. Everyone will be sitting together, camaraderie abound, drinks and good times. Then you're turning your head, and Bubba has Big Jim and the twins out to greet everyone in the area as he slowly urinates down his own leg. That's what's going to happen at the balconies at Davis Wade Stadium. It'll start out. Everyone's having a great time. Oh, my God. Ew, David. And then Mr. Johnson makes an appearance, and the fun times are over. <laughs> you know in those production meetings, like for the SEC Network and ESPN, it's like, look, no shots. That's no right. shots. Please do not Don't, shoot. Do you not know, even look up there. I got to eavesdrop on one of those meetings at the Cotton Bowl, mm-hmm. and the in-stadium video crew was told specifically, do not take close-up shots of Bobby Petrino. The U of A does not want that. They don't want to see him on the big screen cursing. This was at the Kansas State Cotton Bowl. Hmm. Yeah, and Tommy and I were set up in there uh, doing our pregame, and the uh, camera guys were were milling around in there, and they got they were going through their pregame meeting when we were about to get on the air. And they said specifically, don't take any close-up shots of the Arkansas head coach. They uh, They do not want that. How about that? Okay. There's some intel for you. It's ten years old, but it's intel. So, wow! There I guess go. the wow. You're you're like the National Archives. About 25 years later, yeah, you find so, out about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. Uh, Tanner from Tupelo is crying. Yeah. Why? Oh, well, he's been he's been voted out by the people. The, the the people have spoken. Tanner, unless he wants to uh, check the uh, you know election machines or something, the, the voting. He machines. is currently behind on the singing voice for yeah. football, but Tanner. It, this is a transactional business. You're 53 and 26. That's a fine record. A, a six, more seven, wins than Bob. Yeah, but he's, also more losses. He, his, he's got a 671 winning percentage. Now, if you add Bob's 14 wins in at Kentucky, he's 14 and five at Kentucky. He'd be 59 and 18. Mm. Bob's a winner. No, and the people want to win. No, the people want a winner. Mm-hmm. They they love you till they don't love you That's anymore. Right. That's what we say all the time here about coaches. Uh, Mr. Pip says, is talking about non-injuries something like touching the money? Yeah, you were all over there. Hey, nobody's been hurt in training camp. What are you doing all I over said there? Was it wasn't, What's wrong with you? All I said was, if you listened, what I said was that Marcus Henderson and Ja'Cory Turner were in green jerseys and that two defensive tackles missed practice yesterday. That's all I said. I was just Before giving you a, that, you an said injury something. update. Before that, you're like, well, they're doing pretty good. It says. Read it to me. And I quote. Yeah. Because this is poetry. Okay. Hoyt Purvis would be so proud of me right now. Uh, health seems to be a non-factor one week into camp. That, right there. What? Right there. That's, that's touching the money. That's a statement of fact. That is a statement of fact. Don't you know this is sports radio? We don't have time for facts. Oh, No facts yeah, okay, here. I'm sorry. I, we don't want facts. That, it was a, it was, I want opinions was, <laughs> that confirm I, my opinions. I'm that's telling what I you want. things that are true. No, no, no. We don't want those anymore. No. No. It's 100% no facts, true. Please. No. They are healthy. Immaterial. Until they're not. It's immaterial. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> hey, where is Snake? I don't know. I would like to have a word with Snake if about they, the basketball let team. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. If they lose to that uh, uh, FC Barcelona yeah, we'll tomorrow, then we'll, we'll hear from him. Yeah, that's right. It's Toto we, Estrella. Oh, uh, hold the line then. Yeah, FC <laughs> Barcelona is a totally different entity. It's not in the way. <laughs> Toto, right? Uh, oh, T-O-D-O? Yes. Oh, never mind. 
They don't make the toilets. That's T-O-T-O, right? B-E not doing what we requested, but he says reset the calendar to zero for touching the money. All right. Hey, we're paying you zero dollars to pay attention to this show, all right? So, I mean, could we get a little uh, effort here? All right. <laughs> really? I mean, we ask for one thing from you. That's right. Yeah. Titus says, yeah, do like the TV people. Push narratives, no facts. That's ah. right. That's right. Yes. See, you're old school. You're still giving information. Oh, guys, I was pushing the narrative and giving you a little factual no, no, information. No. Something you're half you, right. Something for you to talk around the water cooler with. No do facts, we still do that? only narrative. We don't even have a water cooler here. Get the talking points. Oh, drop off the donuts. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but I've sort of been cut off from the talking points. <laughs> Is that so? <laughs> a little bit. I'm getting more talking points than ever now oh, from over there. Okay. Say this, and yeah. we will not be mad anymore. Oh, this is a sign of the times. B, uh, B.E., our show historian, he's been with us since day one. He has now outsourced the history portion of this to a third party. When they got a... Uh, um, times are tough, man. Got an intern doing it now. Is that what it is? <laughs> Someone from U of O is, uh, is listening mm. now. All right, so let me try this again. What? Uh, uh, day five of Arkansas's glamp has come and gone, and nothing happened. There you go. Okay, all right. No, there no, were, well, I, okay, let, no, let me no. see it. Let me see it. Okay. It's the, it's the day, one up top. Day, I'll, I'll, let, me, let, me, let me jazz this up for you. All right. Day five of Arkansas Glamp has come and gone, and this team looks like they're ready to compete for the SEC West. Oh, okay, they look, okay, yeah, they look like an SEC team. It's the team. looks like game. Jaden like, like. Hazelwood made an amazing, the greatest one-handed catch since Traylon Burks did it last year. That's right. Is that, is that where we're going? All right. Just, just, just keep, the, keep the hype Sorry. train going. Uh, all right. Keep it going till we, you know, the it derails. Then we won't talk about My it. My bad. I will. I will no longer be factual. No. This text says they they will allow the Toto Toto reference. All right. I liked FC Barcelona. Maybe FC Barcelona would give Arkansas a game. Scott Dolan, I know you're listening, but if they get up big, and you don't drop a, we're not in Kansas anymore somewhere in the second half. We ain't doing this right. No. Toto, you are not in Kansas. Oh, anymore. Dolan will put that in there. Yeah. Well, I just said. You said Scott Dolan. It's Brett Dolan. Oh, that's Brett. A, that's a fine. Scott Dolan was my high school tight end. <laughs> he was the guy there you go. too. My bad, Brett. Well, Zim. He's got to get that. You got to get yep. that. Uh, that Brett Dolan voice going. Well, Zim. I don't think we're in Kansas what, anymore, no, 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 no. Toto. Okay, see, I want Zim to do it. Ah, well, Brett. Ain't Kansas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. There you ain't go. Kansas. That's right. See, Houston Nut would be great doing those games. Toto Estrella. From Barcelona! I've never heard Houston not do a game. They won't let him out of the studio at CBS. He has such great potential. You just gotta He's un- afraid to you say gotta anything. You gotta unleash him. He's just afraid to say anything. Get him drunk. I don't care. Let him go. Now that now you might be on to something. Yeah. That's right. Toto Estrella from Barcelona. I tell you, Ricky Council is he's a winner <laughs> and a fighter. I tell you. Anthony Black. He's a lottery pick, Paul. That's right. I'm telling you. He's going first round. I'm telling you, Chuck Walsh from Branson, Branson, Missouri, Paul. Okay. I want to uh, discuss some of the television that I consumed last night. Uh, Number one, and this is as predictable as the seasons changing, August being hot, whatever is a predictable thing. This is as predictable as that. I watch Hard Knocks. And I'm a believer in the Detroit Lions oh, now. Stop it. I am a believer. What? They've got... It is so entertaining. It's the best. You can love them, but they ain't going to win a game. This is... 
You saw the clip, right, where um, uh, Hutchinson was singing Billy Jean in the team yes. meeting room as part of the rookie talent show. Mm-hmm. And on the chorus, I mean, the whole room explodes. They're dancing. They're singing. Everybody's standing up. And I said to Zach, this is the most fun any 2-15 and 15 team has ever had in the history of professional and football. And you're now a believer. They're having a great time out there. Who is the quarterback of said Detroit Lions? It is uh, not Matthew Stafford. Who is it? It is Jared Goff, I believe. It's End of discussion. He sucks. Okay. Well, uh, anyway, I was also uh, moved by uh, some of the speeches, as I thought. Uh, I told you Dan Campbell would be great TV, and he did not disappoint in episode one. This is a portion we can air from all of Dan Campbell's different um, uh, uh, lines from the episode. This is one we can air. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. There he is. Okay. <laughs> so that's the one we could air. The rest of them we probably couldn't get into. Um, there's a lot of former players on this staff. Uh huh. Like Deuce Staley and Mark Brunel's coaching quarterbacks. There's like people I know that played that are on this staff. Antoine Randall L. Yep. There's two co- assistant coaches that just talk crap to each other throughout the dr- like to the point where you think they're going to fight each other. Mm-hmm. It's a defensive coach and an offensive coach. Well, so course. when they go eleven on eleven, do you know it's, what Vegas it is, has terrific. the over under at the Lions? Got to be three and a half, six and a half. Give me the over, Chuck. They won how many games last year? I don't care. They they, they did beat the Steelers, and for you Steelers fans, guys, we need to have a talk. Oh, that's not good. It it wasn't good last year, and it's not going to go well this year. And you guys have had a hell of a run, but it's over. You know, the only other coach that could turn a phrase quite like Mike Tomlin might be Dan Campbell. doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty that's, – that's like a Tomlin deal. Only Tomlin, I don't think, swears. So, he's a, if that is swearing, some of you may not think he's it, a is. Fun, I don't think it he's is. He's a fun watch. He's an entertainer. Oh, they're guy. having a good time up there. They are having a great time. They ain't going to win a game. They suck. This is the most fun any 1-16 team has ever had. It was a it was a pleasure to watch that. I enjoyed it. Aiden Hutchinson, I'm telling you right now, the number two. Well, and I, have, I, have, I told you about Zach Wilson. Told you he couldn't play. Aiden Hutchinson will be a non-factor his they, entire career. They had a uh, another rookie who started salsa dancing barefoot in front of the team. And they were all uh, getting into that. This? I mean, it was it because I'm entertained. What am I supposed to watch? An August baseball game that has no bearing on anything in the history of Earth? That's not or true this? at all. Well, I'm this, watching this. This has no bearing on anything. It's football and I'm entertained. It's not football. It's football it's and I'm entertained. It's reality television. It's, I'm entertained. And they reeled you in. I'm entertained. That's, all, that's what I base it on now. I don't, I, don't, I don't watch stuff out of obligation. I want to be entertained. Uh-huh. You got my eyeballs for a, a 45 minutes. Make it count. And that's what's happening there. I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed it. Very How many much. games are the Lions going to win? They're going to win at least eight. Eight? Yeah, I'm a believer. I'm telling you, something special is happening in Detroit, Zach. I'm telling you, you can something, see it. How, when you was the last time the way anybody said something special was happening in Detroit? Probably when uh, you when know Ford Motown got, when Ford got there. When Motown started making all those well, hits Ford, in the sixties, Ford 60s. got there in nineteen like twenty eight. That's the last time something special has happened in Detroit. Bobby Lane was on the team the last time something special happened in Detroit. So, I think no, they haven't won a, a playoff game since the fifties. Is that I, right? No, 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 no. It's in the Bobby 90s. Bobby Lane. They went to the NFC title game and uh, with Barry Sanders. It is awesome. 
It I'm, is awesome. I'm glad and you're enjoying it. I was it. thoroughly entertained. The other thing I watched on TV that I really liked was they have rebooted Password, and they actually did it well. It looks and feels like Password. And they had Jimmy Fallon, who's going to be on every episode as a uh, player, not as a host. They've got this uh, other person hosting. And John Hamm from uh, Mad Men uh, were, the, uh, were the celebrities on there. And it was good. It was good. I was uh, pleasantly surprised. Kiki Palmer is the host. And um, I was uh, I was thoroughly afraid. Because Password is not a very, like, that's a format that's kind of dry in terms of game shows. Like, there's not whammies and a bunch of lights and stuff. You know, it's just, here's a word, and you get a one-word clue to try and make me guess mm-hmm. that word. It's not very exciting in our modern world. Um. This was good. You this just was a good effort. You just said the key phrase. It's not very exciting. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Password, Jimmy Fallon. There's another one on tonight because we're going to run this thing into the ground because that's what's, when you have a hit, you just that's yeah, what you do. So anyway, there's another one on tonight. Uh, and um, there you go. Very exciting. I enjoyed that a lot. So that's what I did on uh, on TV last night. A little hard knocks, a little password. It's good. Would you be good at password? No. Okay. More no. of a pyramid guy? No. Oh. No, I'd be good at, um, like, oh, gosh. Games don't require any thinking. Um, just requires, like, reflexes. I'd be oh, good so there. So, like, double dare. <laughs> Maybe. Take the physical challenge. Press your luck, I think I could do. Yeah, there's nothing there. I mean, it's just you... No whammy, no whammy, stop. Right. Well, you got to answer the question. Well, that is true. But they didn't ask really, really hard questions. No. No. The password was good. I enjoyed it. It's a good time. I had low expectations, and they were exceeded. So, is that the key to it? Is you keep the expectations incredibly low? Zach, that's the key to life. I don't know if you're aware of that, but uh, aim low so when you achieve something, people will think you did a great thing when you actually did very little. That's the key. Is it? Yeah, that's it. Yes. <laughs> Is that right. the key to it? That's right. Aim okay. low. Okay. Kids, if I ever speak to uh, the youth again, I will tell them, "Hey, aim low. That's the that's the key to life. Aim low." Okay. We don't need any more like astronauts and uh, physicists. physicists and This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.